Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hi, everyone. Happy Monday. I know today is a little different because I usually don't release my episodes until Wednesday, but in light of some of the events happening and just also wanting to squeeze in more content before the end of the quarter, I decided I would release two episodes this week and this one is the first one. So I guess you could call it a little bonus episode on Monday and of course I'll still have my regular episode on Wednesday. So I guess right now I'm actually recording on Saturday late afternoon slash early evening. It is the weekend of St. Patrick's Day but also with everything going on with I don't even want to have to speak about it but everyone knows just how things are going on in the world right now. Um, So I guess I kind of wanted to speak on that a little bit and maybe bring in some positivity for you guys. So if some of you are experiencing any anxiety or panic or worry about this, I completely understand and I feel for everyone on that and really do hope all of you guys are doing well and staying safe. I wanted to just share um, a few pieces of things that have helped me remain calm and remain a little bit, I guess, more in the zone with everything. You know, I will admit that I was super disappointed that this was just all happening this week because next week was supposed to be a trip that I was going to go on and it was not about the trip. But it was just the fact that it was something I finally had something to look forward to considering ever since I started post-grad and working 8 to 5 and everything like that, I truly just haven't had a time to vacation and just totally decompress. And so I was really looking forward to having that again to kind of take a break from my job, from work and everything. And so obviously I'm disappointed with that. That really did make me feel sad a bit. But in light of everything else though, I, I've been trying to just remind myself that it's always about what we make of it. And it's always everything that we're thinking, the way we're reacting, the way we are feeling about things. Whether we like it or not, we do have control over that. And what I mean is that here's here's kind of like the fact of the matter. You have a choice to feel angry and bad and upset about all of these things that are going on. Trust me, I think everyone in the world is really upset. Maybe aside from the hand sanitizer companies. <laughs> but... Truly, every single person I think is super devastated, but at the same time, a lot of us have control over how we choose to feel about it. So for me, I think years ago, I would have just been angry and upset by all of this. And don't get me wrong, I I, I am a little bit, but at the same time, you know, I think that 
I'm not going to let myself be stopped in terms of going about my life, like going to the grocery store, going to the mall, going out to restaurants if I want to have a bite with a friend. I think those small things, I'm just not going to let that get in my way. And I totally understand if you disagree with any of it, but I kind of just want to put it out there that you have control over whether you're upset or whether you're calm and and happy about life and, and just about the situation as well. You know, I think at the, at the end of the day, we have to accept that everything that's happening is out of our control, but things that are happening internally, whether it's anxiety or whether it's happiness, you can control that or at least practice being mindful about it. And if you are someone that's a little bit newer to the stage of practicing mindfulness and practicing how you maintain stability with your thinking, with your day-to-day life, I think this is a great time to practice, especially because it is so chaotic for everyone in the world that you have a chance right now to take it all in, maybe self-quarantine if that's what you're doing, and read a book, listen to some podcasts, or listen to TED Talks that are helpful. Those are just things that I personally like to do to just continue to build my mind and my way of thinking. And of course, overall, kind of the theme of my message is just to practice reframing the way I see things, even when things at at a certain level are bad or are chaotic. I try to reframe that paradigm and really utilize my mental strength to control my overall feelings about it. So I understand it's a touchy topic for everyone. Overall, I'm being precautious about it and I'm just really hoping that for the sake of everyone and for the sake, more importantly, of the liveliness of every human being on this world, I hope that there can be a a fast and strategic turnaround so that our economy and our liveliness and jobs and everything like that does not have to take a such a huge downturn and that we can save wherever it is at right now and hopefully move forward in an exponential growth from here on out so um i'm hoping that on my next chit chat next week that it'll be more positive and more i guess good news so who knows but either way i hope everyone is doing well staying positive but more importantly just practicing on how you can be more mindful about the chaoticness of what's going on on another note as you can probably tell from this episode title I decided to speak on a little bit about my personal tips on how I manage and budget my money. I think this one has been kind of highly requested in a way. I've had quite a few of you ask me to speak on topics of budgeting and financing and how I do it, especially since I do work an 8-to-5 job, I have a business, and I have 
other things that just have, you know, money coming in and money leaving and how I'm spending it. So I thought that I would just put together this little episode for you guys and hopefully you can gain something out of it. I definitely think that I will eventually do a blog post on this to maybe elaborate more. But for now, I wanted to just put that out there and um, help you guys just practice and be better at your financial spending. So let's just get right into the episode. On today's episode, I'm going to be sharing all of my personal thoughts and tips and tricks on how to budget and spend your money wisely in your early 20s. And to preface this before just diving into the episode and each bullet note, I want to say this is all from personal experience. This is also things that I currently do. And these are things that I have either seen work well for those I have advised, um, either for my friends or just people around my age. I've gotten feedback on some of these being really helpful, so I want to just preface that saying again, I'm obviously not a financial expert, but I have always done detailed research on just budgeting and managing money, and then of course just everything in life is trial and error, and we learn from our experiences, so this is kind of everything I've learned over the past three to four years when I became super mindful of how I spend my money. So without further ado, I'm going to go right into the first tip. So my first one is pretty simple and it is to figure out your top three priorities for what you spend your money on. So for my personal example, my top three are the following. The first one is fitness. So this can be essentially anything fitness related, whether that is workout classes or a gym membership, things like that. My second one is also similar to fitness except a little bit different. It is regarding food and health. So I look at food and health as a priority because I want to make sure I eat healthier foods just because I look at food as my medicine. It's what I feed myself. It feeds my energy. It feeds my mind and that in itself is very important to me. And my third priority is self-care. So this is anything that pertains to my mental and emotional well-being and of course my physical well-being which kind of already ties into fitness and the food and health aspect. So um, something I always ask myself or I remind myself regarding self-care is that if I'm not feeling mentally and emotionally well, how can I perform at my best? So with that in mind, if I know that it is a huge factor in the way I perform in my everyday life, then I want to make sure that I'm utilizing my financial resources to invest in my self-care or whatever it is that will help me be and feel my best. So when you figure out your top three priorities, I... I call these kind of like the buckets, the three top buckets. I personally spend majority of my spendable income on these three buckets. And that is also something else I recommend because I think right now in our early 20s, many of us kind of don't know where to put our money and we kind of just think, okay, as long as I balance it all, it's okay. And 
I had a friend tell me um, that this three bucket thing was super help- super helpful because she used to balance her spending in a bunch of different categories from rent to food to you know gas and all of these things which is already true like those are kind of inevitable we have to pay our rent gas and things like that but this three top three priorities are pertaining to that spendable income so or kind of disposable income rather if we want to be really technical so that's kind of how I look at it whatever free money I have I look at instead of balancing it evenly I put majority when I say majority I'd say probably 70 to 80 percent of whatever that disposable income is into those top three and then the 20 to 30 percent left over is pretty much all I have available for myself to do for the other minor things that are not my top three priorities for example kind of speaking on my friend again she mentioned to me that she saves money on fitness classes and uses her tv workout routines Um, And she said this in response to me saying that my top priority is spending money on my fitness. And I told her that it's totally okay to do that, to save money on fitness classes. And kind of going back to the priority thing, the reason why I spend money on workout classes is because it's a top two priority for me because being fit is not only just, you know, to be fit and healthy, but It obviously helps my overall physique, which is important to me, and of course my physical health, my immune system, and then as we all, or at least most of us know, we know how working out really does give us those endorphins and that, you know, it it affects us biologically in the way we feel better, the way, you know, our mental health is just overall, it combines as a really good resource to de-stress and all of the above, so... Um, something else I think about as well is just where other people spend their money and where I equally spend my money in fitness workout classes. So for example, the average person our age, let's say 21, 22, spends roughly 60 to $80 a month at Starbucks. And how I calculated that is we can do the math together. Let's say one drink is $5, give or take, right? So you multiply that by three, that is $15 per week. Or if you go four times a week, then that would be 60 because 15 times four is 60. And so I always like to kind of give another example as well as to how I spend my money on my fitness workout classes equally to someone else that spends the same amount on something else that they might prioritize more. So for me right now, I'd say on average, I spend roughly $80 a month um, on workout classes, whether that's at SoulCycle or a combination with um, workout classes that I use on ClassPass. So someone else might spend $80 at Starbucks per month. If we do the math, Um, give or take $5 per drink times three, which is $15 per week. And there's about four weeks in a month. So you take 15 times four and that is $60. And obviously if you just increase that by one more day, then it would be $20 per week. 20 times four is $80. So, um, 
something I would add too is that I actually don't spend money at Starbucks. I actually mindfully stopped buying Starbucks when I think I was like late junior in college. And I think I was doing this at a time too where I was trying to give up certain things that I felt like would also improve my overall health. I think at the time I was gaining weight and um, I just couldn't really pinpoint what it was. So I started just cutting back spending as well as cutting back things that I was putting in my body that just was not really effective for me, especially as I mentioned, my overall health and physique is really important to me. But that's not to say I don't still buy coffee here and there. Um, Like I said, I mindfully decided I would cut out Starbucks, but I still buy coffee out from time to time, usually at most once a week. Let's say just on a random day, I'm just feeling in a good mood or just feeling like I deserve to go buy myself a coffee somewhere. I'll go ahead and do that. Um, But I would say I... On average, it's about three times a month. So in total, that might be $15 a month. And I do apply that in my budget. I give myself that $15 if I want to spend on coffee for the month. And speaking of that as well, um, I I don't want to say I have like, you know, a stigma against Starbucks. I do love Starbucks. But like I said, as many of us know, I think we do kind of just spend a lot of money at Starbucks without really realizing that, you know, like whether we're in college or we're on our way to work. Um, I, you know, I see it all the time on my commute, like anytime I drive by a Starbucks and I see like the drive through line, it's insane. And for sure, I know everyone loves their coffee because trust me, I love coffee too. But um, I think as well, living in California, there is so many different coffee options. So because of that, um, with that availability, I have been fortunate enough to be able to kind of have more selection in where I buy my coffee. And so when I do drink out, I, I do try to spend it where it's really, really worth it. And um, I'm, I'm all about the quality. I'll spend that $5 if the quality is really good. So some examples that are around my area or anytime I have purchased coffee out and about is uh, Stumptown Coffee. I love, love, love the coffee. I believe you can also buy it from Whole Foods. They sell um, the beans, but I don't have like a coffee, a normal coffee machine to do that. Um, I will also buy coffee from Zinc Cafe. There's three locations in Southern California. So I go there typically um, once a week, like I said, or once in a while. And I'll do that like on my lunch breaks whenever I'm kind of passing through just because anytime I meet with my clients for my corporate job, I typically drive past a Zinc Cafe. So it's kind of lucky for me. And so, yeah, like I said, um, those are things i become really mindful of. I know when I was younger, I used to buy Starbucks whenever I wanted. And mid-2018, junior year, I said, okay, look, I need to see where I can cut and save money. And Starbucks was a big one. So that's kind of my personal example. So like I said, three top priorities for me is fitness, food and health, and self-care. So I'll take the $80 that I may have spent at Starbucks and put those $80 towards my fitness classes but um, again it's not wrong or it's not weird to still spend that money at Starbucks if that's your number one or top three priority again it comes down to what your top three priorities are and making sure you allocate 
your financial resources towards those top three if those are really what you want to make sure your money is spent on. Okay, so my next tip is kind of obvious and it is all about creating an actual budget sheet and then keeping track. So I track my monthly spending and obviously the income as well and I always break it down into specific categories and the obvious spending that I typically do. So for example, on my budget sheet, I have rent, utilities, gas, grocery, food, eating out food, um, fitness classes, etc. And before the month starts, I always write down what I'm expecting to spend in each one. So things like rent and utilities and maybe even gas, those tend to stay pretty consistent. And so those are also, as we all know, are typically like the top ones that we really need to put our money aside for because it's how we survive. Um, and I always, like I said, always do it before the new month starts. And if I overspend on the previous month, then I will look over that month and see what the good habits were, what any bad habits were. If I overspent in a certain area, how can I reduce that to make sure I'm in check? So those are things that I look for when I'm budgeting. And if I'm being really candid, I will say that it can get hard to keep track every week. But something that has been helpful for me in keeping track is actually just putting on my Google Calendar when I'm going to kind of look over my budget sheet and kind of also add in my spending for that week. So typically I'll do that on a Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening maybe. Um, I'll allocate maybe 30 minutes to 45 minutes on just kind of writing in what I spent that week, um, anything I earned in my income, whether that's my Friday paycheck or um, how I paid myself from my business or any random pieces of income too, whether that's selling things on Poshmark or, you know, things like that. So I always try to make sure I keep tally. And when I do that, for me, I've been able to mindfully know, I guess, like, or when I'm out at dinner or something, I'll mentally be able to remember like, okay, this is kind of how much I made in the past two weeks, you know, do I have enough type thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, a budget sheet wise, I use the template on Google. They have it in Google Drive. So if you use Google or Gmail, things like that, then you should be able to access this. Um, I might try to post like a screenshot of an example of mine, but um, honestly too, there are so many different Google, I'm sorry, budget templates out there that you can Google or find online. But um, a monthly budget sheet is something I highly recommend. And I highly recommend also just to keep it simple. Don't try to, you know, do so many breakdowns, things like that. Um, simplify it. And that way you can keep track of it, be mindful of how much you're expecting to spend in a certain area that month and make sure, oh, something else too. A big thing with a budget is that you want to make sure, you know, as logical as it is, you want to make sure that you're making at the very least, how much you're planning to spend. Um, 
ideally you always don't want to be zero and zero but that's kind of the thing at least be zero and zero as in like you're not spending more than you make um because then it'd be on the negatives right but um yeah i it's just always important to kind of know how much you're going to be taking in on income and all of that so that way you can be mindful of your spending for the month my last and final tip is to be strategic with how you use your debit and credit card so i do know actually that quite a few of my friends don't have a credit card and um everyone is kind of around my age so i know that not everyone listening to this might not have a credit card so obviously the credit card thing might not apply to you yet but um i'll kind of just dive into the credit card aspect later but for how I split my spending on the debit and credit card. So my debit card, which is essentially just your cash, I spend it on my non-necessities, whether that's clothing, eating out, home decor, makeup, Ubers, things like that. Um, I always want to make sure that I'm using my actual cash to spend on it because it's not a a necessity item. And then for my credit card, Um, A credit card that I highly recommend as well is the Amazon Prime credit card. I recommend this because I did previously have a credit card with Wells Fargo. It was my first credit card back in the day. I think I got this card my sophomore, yeah, my sophomore year of college, I believe, or maybe the end of my freshman year. And um, doing that has allowed me to obviously build credit, but... um, at the time too it was like a college cashback card I think something like that and it was like two percent back on gas and grocery um and and things like that and like uh, the the percentage and whatnot was not that great though over time as I started to become um I guess as I started to spend more and started to realize like where I was spending it I realized that I could utilize more benefits from a different card. So about eight months ago, I started using the Amazon Prime Chase card and I have no complaints about it. I love it, to be honest as well. I really wish I had this card before I traveled to Europe last summer because this card also doesn't have the international fees, which is so amazing and really, really good for anyone that travels abroad or if you're studying abroad highly recommend it Um, but on top of that you get a percent back on everything even if it's just one percent so for gas and grocery food it's like two percent I believe and then on anything from Whole Foods it's actually five percent back which is super nice because I do purchase from Whole Foods and um, especially since I live in California it is really it's, I guess, more accessible. I'm, I'm saying that just because back where I grew up in, Whole Foods, I don't even know where the closest Whole Foods was, probably like 45 minutes maybe. And um, yeah, like if you listen to my previous episodes, I used to shop at Walmart and really, really random grocery places. So I never had the luxury of Whole Foods or having access to 
just places like this until I moved to California. So I'm super grateful for that. Other things I will use my credit card for is anything like a big travel trip. Um, and more importantly, it usually is something that I know that I will be able to pay back within two weeks. So maybe I'm spending a grand um, to travel for like a five-day trip or something um, for, you know, for both the flights and the hotel, things like that. Um, but maybe I have like 500 in cash right now um but i'll be paid in a week or so from my job then that way i'll just pay 500 towards my credit card and then once i get paid i'll pay the rest off right away other things that i will also use the card for are fitness classes like i said before it is a top priority for me just you know that's kind of how I am that's my mindset about fitness and so I'll use my credit card for anything like that and then um, last thing is self-care items so it really depends sometimes I'll use a debit card and sometimes I'll use the credit card but self-care items are as you've heard one of my top three and some of these things are like face masks candles, um, anything that is actually directly helping my emotional and mental state. Like I said, um, it really helps me do better on a daily basis. It helps my performance. And so whenever I need things like that, whether that's for my home or whether that's for my everyday self-care, I will ensure that I allocate some money for that and spend it for self-care. So those were my top three tips on how to budget and spend money wisely in your early 20s. I hope you guys took away something from this. Um, if it were me, I'm going to say my biggest one is still the top three priorities for your spending. I think this one is a easy one to kind of look at and, and evaluate on where you're spending right now, where you could easily cut back. But also know that it does take a while, it depends on, the, on you as a person, but it can take a while to really hone down on the top three priorities because when you're so used to, you know, spending $30 for Starbucks and, you know, $50 for something else and on all these random things, it can get hard to do it all at once. So you have to be mindful of that and just take it one month at a time sometimes. For me, I think... When it came to it, when I started cutting out Starbucks, I think that was the main thing I was focused on. I said, I'm not going to spend my money there anymore. And I slowly started to do it. Um, I probably still drank Starbucks like once every three or four, four weeks when I first started to cut it out. But as you can see, it took, so this was mid-2018. So this was like a year and a half ago that I fully removed Starbucks and made that mindful decision. So everything is a process, but it's easier to just start rather than be so consumed about how to do this and what to do with this. I'm really passionate about just being mindful about how you spend your money and, you know, taking priority and taking action in being wise about it. So feel free to slide in the TMs if you want to hear more information or if you want a part two to this episode where I can elaborate a little bit more on certain things I'd be more than happy to please let me know in the comments on my latest podcast Instagram post or in my direct messages 
And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review this podcast. It would mean so much to me. And thank you again for tuning in. I will chat with you guys in the next episode. Bye.